we both had problems when we were playing D and D for a second, but then it went away after like the first ten ish minutes. That's yeah. good. You know what's similar to D and D though? Guardians of the Galaxy. Because oh. they both take place in space. They both have <laughs> ragtag groups of heroes that we love. And along those lines, we're going to play a little game here. We're going to play a game of Guess the Guardian of the Galaxy. Oh, very fun. I and, like and it. So this is from the comics because, um, you know, this main team and, you know, the members that have kind of been added throughout the movies um, is a little bit different from the comics. And so we are going to just play a little bit of true or false, uh, multiple choice, uh, guess the one that's wrong, guess the one that's right. We'll see where it goes. But basically, I'm going to give you a list of characters. I'm going to give you five characters. And you're going to have to guess which one was not part of the original Guardians of the Galaxy from the comics. Um, and we'll give this one to Niall because it's a little bit harder. And so okay. maybe, okay. maybe Niall will know it. Which, wait, wait, wait. Say just give me that setup one more time. Okay, I just okay. want to make sure. I'm gonna I'm give doing you right. five characters. Okay. One of five them characters. is not a an original member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Gotcha. And you have to okay. guess which one it is. Okay, you ready? Okay. Yep. So we got Yondu, we got Martin X, Starhawk, Nikki, and Groot. Which um, one was not an original member of the Guardians of the Galaxy? I believe that the answer is Groot. That would be correct. Oh, well done. Very that's well. That's what we play for. Okay. Um, Jared, this one is for you. It's going to be true or false. Was okay. Agent Venom, who is Flash Thompson in the comics, who's right. Peter Parker's bully, was he a yes. member of the Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics, yes or no? True or false? True. That is correct. Hey. Good job. Hey. There's been a points. Venom. There's been a Venom in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Isn't that awesome, guys? I just feel like a Venom had to go to space, you know? Yeah, no Return doubt. back to whence he came. Yeah, bro. Back to back to square one. Back to square one. Okay, this one um, is a little you know, bit space. harder. Um, and it's for Nile again. Great. So what is the name of the Guardians of the Galaxy character that James Gunn wanted to include in every movie? But was unable to due to rights issues. Oh, 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 oh. I can give you multiple choice if you want to make it a little bit. I easier. got this one. Um, yeah, will you steal. make it multiple choice? Yeah, we'll do it. Except out of four. Jared wants to steal it, but I want oh, to do multiple Jared, choice. Jared, do you know the answer with no multiple choice? Yeah. Okay. Who is it? Nova. It is not Nova, but that's a good guess. <laughs> However, the yeah, the Nova, I, I the Nova Corps was in the Nova first Corps one, which the means they well, probably know, have the rights. Nova wasn't. Right. Nova himself. Yeah. Nova so Prime. Guess, yeah. Glenn He'd Close probably... was. Glenn Close was. Yeah, she's <laughs> Nova. Remember how much yeah. you love her? I do remember that. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll give you out of four four um, questions or four options: Major Victory, Bug, Jack Flag, or Moon Dragon. Um, one of these characters he's wanted to include, but bro, couldn't you got this. due to rights You know this one. Okay. We were talking about this earlier. So, we were talking about this earlier. Moondragon was Drax's daughter. Um, and so I can't imagine that it's that. Uh, let's go Jack Flag. That is incorrect. Yeah, I am okay. sorry. It was Ooh. Bug. Bug. Okay. Uh, of course. I've never you heard him bug? say that. Yeah, he, he um, will say it on like Twitter and stuff and... Instagram and in the virtual channels. Sure. Which he's um, quite active on, by the he way. He is extremely <laughs> active on, which I love because very he's very interactive. Like he answers questions and it's cool. And shuts people down like crazy. Yeah. And, or we'll just be extremely vague about stuff. Like someone was like, Hey, w- w- will there be any Guardians of the Galaxy cast in the Superman movie you're making? And he just says, yes. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> Oh, cool. That could be any... It's going to be John C. Riley. Yeah, it's going to be John C. Riley in the background for one scene. As Superman. And he's just like, hey. As <laughs> <laughs> he recasts Henry Please, please. That would oh, be that so would funny. Be the perfect fan casting, you the guys. perfect casting. Our dream come true. Dude, we could have a Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Batman, and Robin. Oh, dude, <laughs> don't even... Needed? Don't even, like, get me excited about that. That's just too... <laughs> oh, I just can't even imagine it without getting upset because of how much I want it. Um, <laughs> Next okay. question. Next question. All right, what else we got? Which, uh, this is for Jared. 
Which of these X-Men members was a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy? Kitty Pride, Cyclops, Colossus, or Nightcrawler? Oh, that's a good lineup. Uh, I'm going to guess Nightcrawler. That is incorrect, unfortunately. It is Kitty uh, Pride. Really? That was yeah, going to be my last guess. I yeah. don't know who that is. Uh, Kitty Pride's uh, the one who can phase through walls. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Ellen Page, formerly known as Ellen Page. Elliot Page played Elliot Page. her in um, three movies. In three movies? She uh, In Days of Future oh, Past, I, I th- X-Men 3. Oh, X-Men 3 is like oh, really the right. one. That X-Men 3 is what I was thinking. The character yeah. was... The last um, stand. When she's running from Juggernaut. I yeah. Remember that scene. Yeah, yep. yeah, that yeah. scene's sweet. Dude, that one sick. is cool. All right. Um, I think that's enough questions along that. I think two is good. Do you have more? So we tied. <laughs> yeah, you tied one for one. We can do a tiebreaker if you want. I want to do a tiebreaker. Yeah, let's let's tie buzz breaker. in. Whoever buzzes okay. in. Um, hmm, let me do like a don't give multiple choice. Yeah, just whoever can come in. Okay. Yeah. What? <clears throat> what was the name? This is a movie question for Guardians of the Galaxy Great. Three. Not a spoiler though. The little cute little dog thing that Adam Warlock has. What was that thing's name? Oh. Oh, don't do memory with us. <laughs> you know who's going to win. Worf. His name was Scruffers. Worf, uh, that is incorrect. Jared with a chance to steal? I said Scruffers. <laughs> Scruffers is also incorrect. Is it the Evan? Characters... Evan? Yeah. No, it was not Evan. It was Blurb. Was it... Blurb. Of Blurb. Did they I'm gonna say guess that in Dave the movie? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I have no clue. That's just what it says here. Excellent. Cosmo so, the Space great Dog. Di- great di- great tiebreaker, Niall. Um, okay, we'll do Thanks, one more tiebreaker. Yeah, we crushed it. That was sick. This is a name I already said. Blurp. <laughs> this is a name I already said. But what is the character that Michael Rosenbaum plays in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and 3? What is his name? Michael Rosenbaum. Oh, Michael oh, oh, Rosenbaum oh, oh, oh. Lex Luthor. Nova Prime. He's Lex He's Luthor. Lex Luthor in Smallville. Um, He's a CGI character, so you wouldn't recognize his face. Yeah. Well, you've already said his name. I already said his name earlier. The character's name. Oh. Bug. <laughs> yeah, he plays Bug. The one that's not in the movie. That's why I didn't, didn't recognize him. This is frustrating because I know the answer, and I'm simply not recalling it right now. But, like, okay. you know that I know the answer. I don't know that. You I do. don't know about that. <laughs> Wait, so, wait, 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 wait. Or Sylvester Stallone, if you can get his Stakar. name. Stakar is his real name, but what's his character name? His superhero name. Star Dad. Oh, almost. Star, you got Star, star right? Star It's killer. an animal. Star, star Lion. No. Lion. Star, star Wolf. It's star not, Fox. It's something that flies. Star Eagle. Starbird. No. Star Falcon. Nope. Close to Falcon, close to Eagle. What's another one? Starhawk. 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 There we go. Bro, that's me. That was Jared. Yeah, good job, Jared. For me, it was me. On For mine, me, I said it, it way before Jared. That, um, that is yeah, the Yeah, but I got you there. Zoom I got days. you there. <laughs> and then uh, the character who uh, was Michael Rosenbaum is Martin X. Gotcha. Martin oh, X, yeah. Crystal Head Boy. It's not the abolist. Not carrot. It's not, not carrot head. Not carrot brain. <laughs> Dude, man. That guy. Oh, that, that was that man. visual was like upsetting. <laughs> How funny it was. All right. With that, let's uh, let's get into this. Okay, cool. Welcome back to Man Cave Movie Night Monday. This week we're going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume Hello. Three specifically. Do you guys ooh, want to do ooh, a non-spoiler ooh, or just ooh, ooh. get right into right into spoiling it? I feel like a lot of people have well, probably let's... been listening to it if they're going to be li- or seen it if they're yeah. going to be listening to this. Let's do yeah. quick non-spoiler reviews. Yeah. Well, and I think even just giving our initial thoughts, what we like, not even getting into specifics, but just how we felt about it. If we liked it, we didn't like it. Yeah. That's a good way to start. Sounds good to me. And we don't need spoilers to do that. So true. I'll go. Yeah, I was gonna um, say, who, who wants to go first? <laughs> I. So, first of all, I I'll start this off by basically just quoting 
a wise person, aka myself, in my letterbox <laughs> review of it. Which you is, are a wise person. Let's be fair. I think that this movie is very likely the final Marvel Cinematic Universe movie to be made by the filmmaker and produced by the studio, rather than made by the studio and produced by the filmmaker. Yes. I totally agree with that. Which is sad. Maybe Deadpool 3. That's a... Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, Yeah. But oh, what? Come that, on, the Marvels though. Come on, you know the Marvels is gonna have that artistic flair that we've hey, all been. Yearning you haven't for. watched the trailer, have you? I have, because oh, okay, it was in the theater. Well, oh, and I don't oh, care okay. about it. It was in the theater. It's hard to avoid, but it's the last I, one that plays. So, first of all, side note: the trailer for the Marvels much better than I was expecting it to be, and it's <laughs> revived some hope for that movie for me. I'm it still is. not thinking like, oh, this is gonna be the best Marvel movie ever, but I'm like. Okay, I, like I see what they're doing. It could be fun if they if they nail it. It could be fun. But back to Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah, I this uh, yeah felt like Guardians one and two, mm-hmm. which was very important to me mm-hmm. for it to not just feel like some post end game like drill. Oh, let's talk about the blip and blah blah blah. It's like yeah, the blip happened in all of the universe, not just on Earth. But they didn't need to like they didn't reference on it once that and have that think. be a thing, yeah. And so I really appreciated that, um, and I really just like I appreciated how it felt like the director was advocating for his vision to the studio. In in every scene, it was like. No, this feels like James Gunn probably had to even convince Marvel to let him do this. And it's so nice to have a director like that that is pushing for his vision rather than just kind of being like, all right, I'm hired, I'm part of the machine, I'll do what you want me to do. So this, like, I, I thought that in terms of production, on the production ends of things, that's the feelings that I got out of it. And then also... um. I had a deep connection and emotional moment at least once with every core character of the cast. Mm. It did such a good job of giving everybody their point of being in the spotlight and making you care about them. And y'all know I'm a movie crier. I I cried throughout the movie. Did you guys see like this it, together? Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't like an end of the movie, like, oh, like emotional ending. It was throughout the movie, emotional things were happening and I was crying throughout mm. pretty much the entire thing. Which, you know, if you can get me there with a Marvel movie, none <laughs> less, like, I'm, uh, I can I'm get you there. just totally on board. Movie. Yeah? Yeah. Guardians right. of the Galaxy 3. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, uh. That's my spoiler three impressions. Sweet. Spoiler free. Did I just say spoiler three? Yeah. You did. That's <laughs> but sick. that's so okay. We're we're gonna ignore we it. said we're, you're allowed three spoilers. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're also allowed three mistakes. So you've used up one of them. I've used you got two <laughs> left. Great. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about my experience as well. I Honestly, like, as much as I love Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, I really wasn't looking super forward to this movie i was like oh yeah like if any of them are going to be good it's going to be this one but i was like i i'm counting on it being a disappointment you know like thor love and thunder where it was like i still had a good time with it but it was just kind of like yeah mid you know it wasn't great and and so going into this one pleasantly surprised with how much i laughed how much i enjoyed it how much thought and care was given to each of the characters like niall was saying um, I didn't full cry, but I kind of welled up at the end, you know, and uh, like, yeah, I mean, I just had a great time. There's so many great jokes. The visuals were disturbing in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, dude, it was you know? shockingly like it was, adult. It was, <laughs> yeah, we in the theater, Niall and I were at, there were some kids sitting like a couple rows in front of us. And I think we were both kind of just thinking, like, "Whoa, yeah, yeah, like, these kids are I was kind of like being exposed to stuff." <laughs> yeah, they are. 
aging you know? rapidly thanks to James Gunn. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think I turned denial at a couple points, and I was just like, "That's a James Gunn line, you know? Like that's a, <laughs> you know, it felt like straight out of Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed, yeah. and it was awesome. It was great. So, yeah, definitely had a good time. And this is the first Marvel movie in a while that I want to go back and revisit. Mm-hmm. And I, I would love to sit down and watch the trilogy. Yeah. I think truly, like they made a great trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. So. I, I think the first one is still my favorite. That one is just like so purely good. I have basically Mine no too. no qualms with the first one. The second and third, like I love both of them. Um, there's just a couple things here and there that I, we can get into that I'm just not the biggest fan of. But overall, I love them both right. a lot more than some people, especially the second one. But this one I thought was awesome. From start to finish, I was totally invested. There were some of the best jokes in any movie, Marvel or otherwise, that I've heard in a long time in these. In this one, that I was just so into. Um, specifically, the MCU's first F word. That had me yeah. laughing yeah. the whole mm-hmm. rest of the time the movie was going. Because it was so clearly not planned, and it did not feel like a, a written line at all. It yeah. was just... So funny. It was like it's Chris so Pratt just said it. <laughs> and yeah, not in like an emotional episode yeah. of the movie. Like, like, it's not like, like it was like this impassioned moment. You it's know? like we finally yeah. get to well, say and the there's F a part, word. He just says it. <laughs> there's a part where like, a character says, screw you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then screw you. And I was like, yeah. I mean, that would have been a powerful moment to just, you know, whip out a, uh-huh. a harder word than screw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then they saved it for a, I don't yeah I don't want to spoil anything but a more insignificant part <laughs> way, but, and, <laughs> and way it was better. perfect oh it was yeah, perfect way better yeah. yeah and there was a lot of emotion like I, I thought they did a really good job of balancing the characters in terms of who was the main character and um, whose story it was and kind of figuring out like I thought they did a good job of balancing flashbacks and not leaning too heavily on that and kind of highlighting the each of the characters in a great way because this is kind of the swan song for the Guardians in a way. And um, if nothing else, it's James Gunn's last um, Marvel movie, at least for a very long time, at least 10 years, because that, I think that's how long his contract is with DC. And yeah. so it's going to be a while. And so yeah. if nothing else, like the Guardians, I'm sure will show up here. Some of the Guardians characters will show up here and there. Who knows how, who knows which ones, who knows if at all. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're just like vaguely referenced. But it was Who knows a great what actor playing King they might fight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, it was a great conclusion to this chapter of these characters and this yeah. director. Yeah. Like it was just really, really satisfying. And I'm totally content, honestly, to not watch another Marvel movie for a long time. Like a new Marvel movie at least. Um, right. I'm like, cool, yeah, you know what? Well, that was awesome. I'm I'm fine. And let's kind of this. Go ahead and take that right into some spoiler talk. I think we've yep. all said our piece. Yeah. If you're worried about spoilers, you've been warned. Um, I did love... Niall and I going into it, we talked about... Like, oh, well, let's see who's going to die. Yeah. Like, half the cast could die. All you know, the cast could at die. At least one, all the cast. Like, it's going to be emotional. It's going to be... Th- and it was emotional. Mm-hmm. But they kind of did more of a uh, Captain America than an Iron Man. Yep. Right? And even there at the end when Peter Quill almost Iron Man. Yeah. And I was like, well, I really hope he doesn't yeah. because it's not, it just didn't, it didn't feel, feel like quite earned. earned. Totally yeah. agree. And yep. so I was like, okay, okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and they did the freaking creation. I like, love that. The Adam <laughs> thing. So that funny. was so funny. Yeah, with Adam. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. So I, I think I liked the send off exactly like you're saying, where, you know, all of these characters, you know, like any good adventure. Like, the adventurers only have so much of a reason to be there. And then at a certain point, it makes sense for them to leave a group, right? Yeah. So, like, it felt very rewarding and justified to see these characters' stories kind of move on. And seeing Gamora with her new family. Seeing, like, um, Quill go with his family. Mm -hmm. and, And this is a good way to have a movie about family without saying it's about family. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. It still has Vin Diesel, though. And, and when he said, I love you guys, I, I, it was very hard for me. To, like, that was maybe my least favorite part of the movie, just because I was like, that just felt like 
Fast and Furious. That um, yeah, yeah, I love my family. I, I don't know yeah. if you guys picked up on that, like, but it, to me, it felt that it wasn't Groot saying words. Now it was it we was, understood what yeah we we could yeah. understand that it's translation. Not, yeah, we're getting yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I either was way, <laughs> that's no, what I, I was, got. As well, I was yeah. okay with like I get the idea. I just uh, didn't like that it was Vin Diesel's voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it's been the whole time. It's good with I am Groot. Yeah, but he's, he can say I am Groot, but as soon as he's actually saying stuff, he sounds like Dumb. Dominic Toretto. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Not that there's One anything wrong. Ride. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Bro, also Groot in the credit scene, who was just a monster. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that, that was, was so sick. That was awesome. That crown-shaped head of his was really cool. Yeah, it was very yeah. cool. I was really into that. I, um, yeah, I was really surprised none of them died. But the more, the longer it was going into it, I was like, there wouldn't be like a good moment for them to die, any of them. Yeah. And, it, right. and it, like. It was like okay, Rocket is clearly not, clearly not going to die because this whole movie is about trying to save him. And so if they just he mm-hmm. just dies, then that wouldn't really be as powerful. And then once they save him, they're not going to kill him after that. And right. then dra- like none of them were really put in situations where they were going to die. And I was like, maybe none of them died. I think the only characters that died is the um, Golden Lady, Adam's mom, and High Evolutionary. Yeah, Aisha. Yep. Yeah, Aisha. I know her name, but I just was Aisha saying Warlock. it to everyone. <laughs> yeah, I had an interesting thing to say about that, by the way. Uh, what? I think that there was either just a glitch or a bad entry on IMDb, but that actress, I believe her name is Elizabeth yes. Debicki. Yes. She's in Tibet. Yeah, something like that. I love her. She's in a couple of things, and she's great in all of the things that she's in. But um, she was listed as Aisha, in parentheses, voice. And oh, what like, the heck? I'm, I'm pretty sure she was there. No, that's her, <laughs> there, pretty sure that's her like, acting. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's her entire so, presence yeah. as well. That Everyone was, was there. Funny. Like Bradley Cooper, you could see. Like, he did great. Yeah. He's got good acting chops. He crushed yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, he crushed it as um, So I don't know why they put him as just voice as well. <laughs> as voice. I thought... If there were any, if there was a single guardian that they could have killed and had like a good emotionally impactful moment, it probably would have been Drax. Yeah, um, I would agree. But like, like have him basically get his, like, complete his arc by like saving all the kids, uh-huh. and then like have him like stay back and like get the last one through, and then he gets like you know stabbed through yeah. the back or something like that could have been really powerful. But also that would have kept away the part that made me cry the hardest, which was Nebula at the end saying, you weren't meant to be a destroyer, you were meant to be a dad. Yeah, I, I love that line. just <laughs> lost all composure with that line. <laughs> because I was like, that was his whole thing to begin with, mm-hmm. is that he was fighting for his, his dead wife and dead daughter, and like that's mm-hmm. what turned him into a destroyer, you know? Yep. And I just, I loved that we got that, closure for him you I, know? Do. I do too and i just it, like i i actually have a question that i kind of want to bring up before we kind of keep going just because i feel like this is a good time for it let's hear it um which character core cast preferably um was the standout for you guys i like i'll mm. kind of stick with what i was saying drax and dave batista's performance in this one i just kind of like i, I was floored with how alive his performance felt he nailed all of his comedic things but still had such an emotional heart which he has always been with guardians Mm -hmm. but particularly with this movie because he's a little farther in his progress of like having been with this group not just being the guy that doesn't understand metaphors but having more to his character i feel like he just brought all of that through so well and like I, I just really the whole time was super connected with with Drax and his performance. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I totally agree. I think um, in terms of like just how how well they did, just how how good of a job they did with developing the character for that. I thought Rocket was really awesome to see. Yeah, he was kind of the main character of this one, more so than Star Lord, which was interesting. I kind of was suspecting that might be the case going into it, um, and I thought they did it pretty well. I thought that um, kind of seeing Rocket's origin and all that stuff was really well done, 
especially mm-hmm. because it's been so vague and so, um, you know, mysterious. And that can be lame at sometimes when they have this kind of mysterious backstory for a character and then they flesh it out completely. It can be like, okay, well, who cares? But his right. backstory was really, really interesting and really heartbreaking too. It's just like he has these friends who are in the same situation, the same because he, he always talks about like, I'm not a raccoon and there's no one like me except for me. When in reality, there are a lot of other animals, and he is a raccoon. Um, and so just that kind of acceptance of himself, um, himself by the end of it was really cool to see. Um, same with all the characters. Like, just overall, they all kind of just came into their own in a really satisfying way. And it, it felt a little bit rushed at the end, where it's just like every character's like, here's me, 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 me. Yeah, and this like, is why I'm this is where right. This is how we're splitting up. Um, yeah. Just a little bit rushed. But I was fine with it just because it was like, they got to move these characters on somehow. Um, and so I was, I was very, very enthused with Rocket in particular in this one. Yeah, I think this goes back to just James Gunn un- being the same creative lead and like for the whole project, yeah, the whole trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows these characters. He created like with M- the MCU this interpretation of the characters, and so like knowing like Drax's backstory, kind of knowing where he needs to end, like knowing where they start versus where they end is uh great there's a car there's alarm, a car alarm. you can hear it yeah i can hear it i can well. hear it like as well yeah. as you can also jared yeah. and i live in the same apartment now so that's kind yeah. of fun with lucas yeah, is... with lucas also. yep we yeah. we, invited we live with lucas, lucas also well they live with a well, lucas we live with a lucas yeah <laughs> yeah not me though unfortunately couldn't be me i'm not cool enough yeah well, anyway, continue door. with what you were saying. Sorry. Sorry. Carl, yeah. really just threw off the momentum. Yeah, it definitely did. <laughs> that car is just... <laughs> is, that my... is that my car? <laughs> stop that guy! Stop that guy! Stop, stop that guy! Stop that guy! That's my car! Driving is Anyway, it was thing. very refreshing <laughs> seeing someone who understands the characters get to tell their story mm. and get to resolve their story. Yeah. Same with like the Russo brothers really understanding the core of the characters when they made Endgame. Yeah. So that like the sacrifice really landed or, you know, giving up like the title and the mantle of Captain America, that was very mm-hmm. impactful. So yeah. so I, I totally agree with what you were saying, Lucas. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the character that really stood out to me uh, in this one specifically was Nebula. Yeah. And I think the reason was is she's really coming to her own in this one. Or she's a member of the group finally in this yeah. one. Yeah. Right? Like in the first one She's just totally villain. Yeah, the whole time. Second one, she's antagonistic still. Yeah. You know, she's on the fighting team, with but there's that rift, yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. And then we get to see more about her backstory in Endgame and like get to see another version of her. And so even when she was working, you know, it like I feel like now all of the Thanos stuff, her backstory is, is behind her. It's all backstory now. Now she's the character. What do they do with her? And so it was really fun to see her interact with the characters. And she, I don't know. It, I, I feel like I could have used more, like, from her. Like, I, I think there's a lot they could have, like, gone with. Like, even having, like, Quill say I love you to her, like, on accident. Like, I, I feel like they could have done more with that if she was the main character. Yeah. You know? She wasn't the main character. So everything that they did do just made... And, and maybe it's just Karen Gillan's... Is that how you say her name? Yeah. yeah. Outstanding acting in this one as well. Like, you can see every line just hits her and she, like... You can see the emotion behind her receiving lines, which is really yeah. cool. So yeah, anyway, great. like, everyone's been fun. She just stood out to me yeah. more so than she's she has before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honorable mention from me is Mantis, yeah. who in Volume 2, I did not like. <laughs> I was kind of like, this is an annoying character. Yeah. I don't really, like, like kind of fun, whatever, but I'm just like, I'm not sold. This movie made me want to go back and watch Volume 2 again, because I think I'll like Mantis a lot more now. Because yeah, her good. character, I just thought that she fit into the group so well in this movie. And the running joke of her just landing on her head it yeah. happens like three really times. Funny. That <laughs> was really funny. I thought it was so funny. And like <laughs> they just they used her very, very well. And they made me like this this movie, like I said, it makes me want to go back so that I can more fully appreciate Mantis as a character because 
she was great in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked yeah. her send off. She's just like, yeah, I've, I was working for Ego my whole life. Yeah. And then I was with you guys, and so now I just kind of want to do my own thing. And mm-hmm. Good for her. I want to take <laughs> these abolifts with <laughs> Yeah, me. yeah. yeah. She, that was funny as well. So um, sick. Yeah, I, what did you guys think of High Evolutionary as the villain? Were you a you fan? know, he, it gave me... Oh, whoa, what just happened? I don't know, Lucas said something. I said, were you a fan? Sorry, Sorry. yeah, <laughs> that didn't come through. Um, I, I was a fan, like kind of with an asterisk. Uh-huh. Like, I think I, I liked him way more than when he was first introduced. I was like, oh, brother, here we go. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, just another, like, kind of psychopath villain who we don't understand. And, like, that's kind of, again, where the asterisk is. is I still don't really feel like I understand him. Yeah. You know, like, I don't understand where he came from, so I don't really care where he's going. Um, there He had that amazing line. Where he's like, there is no God. Oh, that's so I why stepped I in. stepped in. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, that was. And I was like, okay, that's sick. And then that like that kind of helped me <laughs> kind of get the character. I still would have liked it. Like we had so much backstory with Rocket, mm-hmm. we could have maybe had one of those scenes where it shows his side of it. It was just right? him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or he talks to Rocket and he's like, yeah, my family died because you know they were imperfect creatures or yeah. like they had this disease or something i'm trying to make a world where that can never happen again mm-hmm. right easy enough throw that line in there and then i feel a little more mm-hmm. empathetic towards him right but you get the you was... get the thanos explanation of why he's uh-huh. doing this you know exactly right. uh but for what it was you know he he didn't feel as stale as a lot of marvel villains yeah he's pretty interesting and mm-hmm. Like again, he had a great line, and that's <laughs> one great line. That's all. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I, I like the, the fact. That I, oh, no, I was just gonna say I like the fact that he tied in with previous history of the Guardians as well, without being yeah. present himself, and mm-hmm. so it just made it feel like a better villain to have rather than just like, oh, hey, yeah. it's some uh, some random guy. It's all Zorg, three of the villains, right. Zorg blog. Yeah, all three of the villains in the Guardians. The Destroyer as well. <laughs> yeah, the Destroyer as well. <laughs> They seemed like they had an emotional connection. So at least some of the characters had emotional reasons to be disdainful towards the villains, which worked really well in this one as well. And that's what I wanted to bring up is that I, this is another um, note for any uh, uh, aspiring screenwriters out there. Um, Take it from us. Just use ChatGPT, baby. (laughs) Just use (laughs) ChatGPT. That's what James Gunn did. Just just tell tell ChatGPT, write Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and then hit enter. it says carrot head. Honestly, the carrot head joke could have been an AI joke, honestly. (laughs) um, It could have been an AI-generated image. It was so funny. Very surreal. But for any aspiring (laughs) screenwriters out there, I think that this movie is a very good example of um, basically I, I feel like a lot of movies think, okay, this movie happened. So in the sequel, we got to go bigger yeah. and in the sequel, we got to go bigger. And now they were saving the galaxy, but now they need to save the universe yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And now they're driving a one, car in space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now this movie, physics doesn't apply to them anymore. <laughs> Now we're uh, we're swinging from a vine mm-hmm. in a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in this movie, it really felt like the it, the stakes didn't feel low. It no. felt like a high stakes thing, but it wasn't like they were like saving the universe from sure destruction. They were right. just stopping this one ga- one bad guy that they kind of all had personal beef with for one reason or another. And, it, like, because of that, this planet that he created started to explode, you know? And, like, that's, like, there's, like, this kind of collateral, like, large-scale stuff that's going on. But at its core, it really was just, like, these characters have deeply personal reasons to want to take this guy down. Yeah. And so you, as the viewer, yeah. feel like the stakes are really high because they are for the characters. It doesn't matter if they are for the world as a whole. As long as the characters, it's the most important thing happening to the characters, it will be the most important thing for the viewers as well. And so I thought that they did a really, really good job with 
making this movie feel high stakes without original suicide squatting it. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, and also the whole world is about to end because of this thing that this enchantress ragtag military group are doing. And it's like <laughs> stupid. Dumb. Yeah. Not true. Yeah, I I like that. I like that a lot in just any superhero movie nowadays where the threat is not world or universe ending. It's yeah, like, yeah. okay, this is just affecting them. Like with Spider-Man Homecoming. I love that it was just Vulture, and Vulture wasn't trying to end the world. He was just fighting Spider-Man. He was just trying yeah, to get yeah, Spider-Man. Trying to steal stuff from it's a plane. To, yeah, exactly. And it worked <laughs> super well. And, yeah, I totally agree. It was really nice to have that where, you know, he had malicious intent where, in theory, he wanted to change everyone to be good and whatever, perfect. But it felt a lot more... Um, like it, it felt completely self-contained, this whole movie, which was great. There was not a single... I mean, other than Thanos and, like, things that are relevant to the characters, that wasn't a thing like, yeah, and remember that time when we were the Iron Man and all our friends on Earth? <laughs> remember that? About yeah. that? What was that, How that we guy's did that, guys? name again? Joni Stark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was no crap like that, which I yeah. was so happy about. It was just a yeah. good, self-contained story that just happened to be a Marvel movie. And well, I think that's really what it needs to be. And another Wars, thing but. that I think was good about showing the high evolutionary and um, basically making you hate the high evolutionary, which they did a great job of mm -hmm. was um, through the whole movie. You're seeing that he's abusing these animals. Yeah. And that's one thing, you know, and that's already so difficult to watch. But then there is that absolutely like jarring bone chilling shot when they get onto the ship at the end and they turn their flashlights on and there are just cages with children in yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. Where you're like, oh, and you Jeez. just like your whole body sinks. And that's different than like Thor Love and Thunder where he kidnaps all of these children. You're like, because yeah. you're seeing that at the start, but you don't actually see Gore do anything to the kids. It's just kind of like, all right, like, yeah, that's a sucky situation and it's bad. We got to go get these kids back. Yeah. But with this movie, they use animals. <laughs> Sorry, PETA. Um, they use animals to show how much of a monster this dude is. And then all they need to do is show that he has kids on board. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, you know okay, what's well, happening. <laughs> horrible yeah. things are happening here, too. And it's just like yeah. it, it makes you that for the viewers totally raises the stakes because mm -hmm. the stakes are already high because viewers hate to see animals getting hurt or injured. It's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're 10 times more likely to cry when a dog dies versus when a person dies in a movie. You know? <laughs> that and is, that's a fact. That's, we, yeah, we, statistically, we looked at the statistics on the stats.org and that's what it said. <laughs> but, um, I just, I thought it was a really good way to take this already despicable character and just show you, like, even if you're some, like, doubter where it's like, yeah, well, it's just animals, you know? It's like, yeah. no. This yeah. dude is messing with everything. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was a very good way to make you just hate, hate the high evolutionary. Mm. And I love that. And I like that, like, moral conversation that comes from it. Is he was destroying things he created, right? Yeah. If I was working on, like, let's say a book, I wrote it, it did not turn out well, I have every right to throw it away, right? Mm -hmm. You would think so. No. If that's a, a thing that is living, <laughs> is that the same <laughs> right. thing? You know, like, when when does it become an issue to discard your own projects? And and so, like, I think that's a cool angle where it's it's kind of understandable that he's like, no, I created this, this is just a project to me. Yeah, you can just yeah. throw like, it away. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, exactly. Just moving on to the next thing. I mean, I, like, and they, of course, there's two sides to it. Obviously, the side that's like, no, a freaking... A sentient animal, animal is... is a, <laughs> yeah, it's can... definitely something you should just... Let kill, live. You know? <laughs> yeah. Versus, like, you know, the opposite. Well, even, like, the... Uh, animal that was very like rage filled oh that yeah, they made. yeah and then they put that down and you're like oh yeah sure yeah yeah the scary yeah it's just like a monster ninja turtle you know the scary I mean? ninja but then turtle, it's a monster yeah. that's like not raging and then you're like 
oh, well, you can't kill that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just an interesting conversation. And that's probably why no mortal is meant to play God. <laughs> yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> true. Because I don't know you, if anyone Elon. should have... <laughs> yeah, stop, stop recreating life and then killing it. Yeah, it's crazy how he does that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's not putting it in the news, but I would not be surprised. If he's just like, all of my children are just clones of me. Why do you think he's trying to get to Mars? Counter Mars. <laughs> counter Mars. Gonna... Yeah, there's no laws yeah, on counter Mars, Mars, baby. Counter Mars is Earth 2. It's the true libertarian <laughs> haven, Mars. Um, if you guys are okay, I want to kind of transition into... My question, or a couple questions I wanted to talk about. Yeah, Segway King. The first thing, yeah, super smooth. <laughs> uh, the first thing I wanted to hey, can we do point this? out. <laughs> That's a, hey, is it okay if we now talk about something else? Um, the theme of the Guardians of the Galaxy, the ba 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 da da. Yeah, yeah. So. That's only played like once in this movie. Yeah, yeah. But it was used really effectively. Late into the movie. It, it, it was used really well. I just wanted your thoughts on that. Like, I feel like there really wasn't much of a score here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? In the past ones, they've used, they've had a score, and I love the score so much. Why do you think that was a decision they made um, when, you know, it already has such a great foundation and the music, again, evoked emotion and everything? Yeah. I thought it was um, interesting because there was a few moments of like palpable silence as well, which yeah. was interesting with no music because there's so much, you know, soundtrack and songs, you know, that's kind of a staple of these movies is there's a cool, fun song playing. And yeah. there was a few times where there was nothing playing and it was kind of like, whoa, this is kind of weird. But it was yeah. used super effectively, I thought. I don't remember specifically the reasons. I just remember noticing it. Or the right. spots in it. Like, but, it's clearly a, an intentional yeah, yeah, decision. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just, oh, yeah. No, I guess we don't have a song chosen for this part. The music just didn't, <laughs> yeah. just didn't work out. Yeah. Um, uh, one, <laughs> one thing I will say, though, No Sleep Till Brooklyn is featured in this movie. A Beastie Boys song. Yeah. And I, I was going to say, we already yeah. talked on the podcast about how that was in, what, two, three movies last month? No, no, no. That was uh, Holding Out for a Hero was in three movies last month. Oh. However, yeah. Yeah, No yeah, Sleep yeah. Till this Brooklyn was in, was in Mario Mario. as well. And I was like, thinking about it, I was like, man, Mario really was just trying to be Guardians, wasn't it? With their soundtrack. And oh, that just bugged me. That just bugged me so much, <laughs> thinking more about yeah. that. I was like, why was No Sleep Till Brooklyn in Mario? <laughs> because it worked were really in well in this. Yeah, they were well, his, and I come on, it, but like it, that was so on the nose. It's like, can you not come yeah. up with a better? Let's song go back to Guardians. Or score Real it. Quick. Yeah, whatever. I thought that um, I love the Beastie yeah. Boys inclusion, and um, it's now my second favorite space Beastie Boys song. Yeah, I was gonna to say sabotage. Sabotage is sabotage. Star Trek. Oh, it is perfect. I love sabotage. They've they did it in all three movies. I think. They for sure in the first and third. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think it's in the second one. Well, in the first one, it's in his car when he's driving the car. So cool. Oh, so awesome. Um, I I think that when they did play the theme, it felt like such a release for me of like this tension. Of, like, finally it's, like, the Guardians theme, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, one of my theories as to why they waited for so long was because it was only at that point that all of the Guardians were in action again. Because mm. Rocket was out yep. for the whole, and that it plays in his kind of first scene back when he's, when he's helping again. And so, like, yep. kind of a Fellowship of the Ring type thing. Um, with the with that theme, how they only it only really plays when they're all in the same place. Yeah. Um, I think that that was maybe kind of some of the reasoning behind it. However, I would have preferred more of a balance between score and soundtrack. I I think that the first movie does an excellent job of that. It's it like they play all of the songs in a way that they stick with you. But also, you leave that movie knowing the Guardians theme, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's like, I wouldn't have left this movie knowing the Guardians theme. There were certain sequences where they put soundtrack where in the first movie they would have put score. score. Yeah. You yeah. know? And it's like, well, I, 
it's not necessarily a problem. I kind of just would have preferred more score just because I love that theme and I want to <laughs> hear it more often. Yeah. But I like I don't think it's a bad thing. It just kind of wasn't exactly my taste. But it's such a minor thing that I'm like, that's not going to yeah. affect my star rating on Letterboxd. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. it's just personal preference at that point. Yeah, I definitely agree. And one of the things I was thinking about is with the first one, I remember after watching it, I could have probably just... You could have picked out a song, played it for me. Like, when was this in the movie? And I'll be like, oh, that was that yeah. scene. Yeah. Like, that scene was awesome. Or, yeah, that's when, you know, he escaped from the prison. That's when he was, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, I don't think I could do that. Yeah, much There's less maybe, so. like, a couple songs that I was like, um, I think this was, yeah, yeah I think this was that song. But they felt much it, less it kind of tied to blended the in. For sure. Exactly. So I kind of wish they would have done a little bit more there. But again, these are small, like you were saying, small, like, picking it apart. Yeah. I didn't prefer this this yeah. way. These are these are the reasons that we still like the first movie the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But it's not reasons that we dislike the this movie. The third one, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and so the other thing I wanted to ask, I talked about score on that. What now of all of the songs on from the guardians of the galaxy galaxy movies like either is your favorite use of a song favorite moment with a song mm-hmm. has it changed at all not just favorite song but you know favorite use um or going forward if we have a guardian scene um we have access now to every decade mm-hmm. of music yep. so is there a song you would love to see featured um like party rock anthem you know what i mean yeah that because one of, I, I wanted to just use that as an example yeah. so you guys could because <laughs> you wanted to use it yeah, yeah jump on that i think crazy yeah. frog would fit really well yeah the guardians just I, like bounced around that would be really cool i think it would work great for a fight scene yeah, yeah. so first of all um i talked about this a couple of days ago or a couple of weeks ago i mean in the james gunn episode how I was certain that Roundabout by Yes was going to be in this movie, and it wasn't. And it was not. So, shut up, Which everyone. Sucks. There's a ton of songs, and that wasn't one of them. There, there was a lot of songs, and that wasn't one of them. And also, it would be a great song for a Guardians movie. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, we'll set that over here. That's fine. I'll just have that little qualm for the rest of my life. Um, I, out of this movie... My favorite song was Creep at the very beginning. I'm mm. not going to lie to you. The movie started with it, and I w- had tears in my eyes. <laughs> because thinking of the fact that of all of the music that they have access to, that would be the song that Rocket connects with, personally. Yeah. I just, like, knowing that this movie was going to be much more about him and kind of thinking about, like, his relationship with everybody else and his like drunken rant in the first one, which to me is like the most emotional part of that movie. I like was immediately emotional. I was just like, okay, this movie is gonna, it's gonna get you you because (laughs) I just like, I really think that in terms of a song meaning something to a character, you have volume one, where everything means something to Star-Lord just because they're from his mom. And then Volume 2, same thing. But then Volume Mm -hmm. 3 is just, like, that's Rocket just connecting with the song because of what it's saying. Mm -hmm. And it, like, oh, I just, I loved that. So that's my answer from this one. I don't think it's my favorite or, or the best used of any of them. Am I allowed to say my next answer right now, or should I allow Wait. some other people to go first? Allow other uh, for the like picking any song. Or no, for I'm just, just saying overall. for my actual answer. That was my one for this movie. No, you can. Oh, well, okay. and I was thinking about that. I was like, maybe we should just do this movie. Yeah, let's just do <laughs> this movie. It's we're just, talking yeah. about this movie, sure. and we just had a similar question. But if you wanted to say, you can say it still I, anyway. I example think, of a good one. I think one. the best used one of through all of them is "Come and Get Your Love." From the first one. Yeah. It just it, it's so, it is it's such a perfect an introduction. It's such a perfect contrast to the way that the movie starts. Because it starts with this really emotional hospital scene and then an abduction. And then it even shows him like 
showing up and he's got all this alien gear and stuff. And you're like, okay, this is going to be some like <laughs> weird, like gritty something. And then he puts the headphones on and plays come and get your love and dances around yeah. to it. And it's just yeah. like, it's the perfect emotion for that scene. And it just totally dissolves any of the tension of this world, you know? And yeah. I just, I think that it is, the perfect song to start that movie with well and then it has like the title screen of like guardians of the galaxy in that scene right yeah yep that, like, i don't the first know something one. about yeah, yeah. that is just yeah. so well i watched i watched like, a, this is the show we're i watched doing. an you know, interview this is the movie. today press tour interview with james gunn and chris pratt and he james gunn was talking about how it was for that opening scene it was going to be come and get your love or it was going to be hooked on a feeling yep. and he couldn't decide between the two and it ended up just being Come and Get Your Love just fits better for the scene. And they're talking about the choreography and everything. Mm -hmm. And they were like, we were going to get a choreographer, but then we thought, we don't want this to look good. We want it to just look like a person listening to music and dancing along. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't yeah. like choreograph any of it, except for like the slide and stuff like that. And the one yeah. thing that was choreographed because James Gunn wanted it to look a certain way was with that title screen, him standing under it and like kind of raising his arms, doing like a raise the roof uh -huh. type motion. That was the one thing that he was like, no, you, you have to do this. You have to do the raise the roof. That's so funny. I, so, yeah, I, that's my answer. The opening title sequences for all three of these movies was just so crisp. Excellent. It was awesome. Yeah. This third one with what Niall was saying, that whole sequence with the creep um, is one shot as well. I don't think it cuts yeah. until mm -hmm. Chris Pratt like stumbles and they leave that room. Yeah. Um, Which also my one qualm though, just use the Radiohead version. Like the studio. Ver this was either. It's a, like, it wasn't the acoustic. It was yeah. either a cover or just the acoustic version. I'm not sure, yeah, but I'm like, that's what it said. On I the just want to hear the real, the like the, the version. Yeah. You know? I get a, yeah. but that's again, personal qualm, not necessarily <laughs> an issue. Yeah, I kind of do like it where it's like, this is the version you have saved on your iPod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know, some people just have like a random version of a good song. Yeah, for and you're sure. like, okay. <laughs> like, I mean, the, is it I, I had a friend, this reminds me of a story, just real quick. I had yeah. a friend one time in Scouts who showed me, I was, tell, I was always talking to him about music and he was like, oh yeah, dude, I'm like way into Pink Floyd recently. And I was like, dude, that's sick. And he showed me, um, he was like, dude, money is super cool. And I was like, yeah, isn't that song sweet? And he started to play it. And I was like, this is a cover. <laughs> this is not <laughs> a no. And we went through all of his Pink Floyd and all of them were just like weird covers. Oh, of that's so funny. Songs. It was way funny. That's, that's. Yeah, the Glee version <laughs> yeah, of money. Much, like, <laughs> of money super, of all Pink Floyd songs of Glee. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll do my answer if that's okay for this mm -hmm. one. Uh, I think the one, I, it really just kind of hit home there at the end, which it was, I was talking to Niall about it as well, is the Florence and the Machine, uh, the dog days are over at the end. And it was also Rocket playing a song, like they're sad, like people are leaving, but it's kind of more of a celebration. Yeah. It's like, hey, everything, like we passed it, like we did mm -hmm. it, you know? We got through it. Now we can move on, you know. And it was a very beautiful ending to the movie and to the trilogy. Yeah. And it's just such a fun, happy song, you know. But yeah, that that was when I started tearing up. Was that that part? So it ended really strong for me. For sure. I um. And I'm excited to hear that song in grocery stores for the next thirty years, several years. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I'm. Remember when the chain just had like a crazy respike? It was like the chain and Mr. Yeah. Blue Sky, especially. Yeah. Or like Brandy, you know, uh -huh. like yeah. these songs that like nobody was listening no. to for a second, yeah. and then everyone's listening. to All of these movies have had like huge cultural. Huge I'm very curious what the Spotify 100 and the like Billboard is going to be looking like. Oh, uh, for yeah, songs and just all, how many of these songs are just brrr, just filling up that well, list there's a song on it called i think it's called san francisco uh and it's like gamora plays it when she's piloting it and crashing into oh, trees yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and i was like that's not a huge song that's like i mean as far as i know the last decade like imagine you are contacted and they're like hey guardians of the galaxy wants to use your yeah. song yeah 
what an opportunity yeah. that is. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, I just Blow I had to think about up. that. Monthly listeners just, just skyrocket. Yeah. For a few <laughs> yeah. years at least. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Um so I I really liked like I said, um, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, but with the post credit scene, the first one where they re brought back um Come and Get Your Love, I thought that was really fun. Yeah. I thought it was a really that fun callback because it's like Rocket and Groot are the only ones there. And even that version of Groot isn't technically the original Groot. It's just Rocket right. now that's left. And so he's just like, yeah, now I got these new friends that I can like introduce these songs to. I can show them the, this music, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really dug that. I, I think it was very intentional that the post the second post credit scene with Star-Lord, you know, with him being back on Earth, I think he will become an Avenger is my assumption. I don't know. I don't think he will for a while until the Avengers mm-hmm. movies. I think right. the like Guardian Secret Wars, yeah, Secret even. Wars, probably yeah. not Kang Dynasty. I think that that's what his character will be used for next. I don't think they're gonna make it a Guardians four, at least not no. for a very yeah. long time. Especially not with that Rocket sure. team. They might show up in like Secret Wars or something, just like, hey guys, we're like out doing our thing. But I would not be surprised if they don't make it new guardians movie for like a long if ever yeah and i'm yeah. i don't want a new guard i don't think anyone well, is it also want a new guardians movie. with that it, team especially like yeah it's kind of it fun specify yeah. star lord exactly return. yeah and that's you why know? i'm thinking which right. by the way them Avenger. saying the legendary star war uh-huh. star lord got me yeah. real excited because yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like his that's his comics um i guess moniker what's the oh, yeah. yeah like <laughs> Because you, you've got like, the Incredible Hulk, the, the Invincible Iron Man, Star-Lord. like the Uncanny X Men, and his is the Legendary Star Lord. Yep. And so it was very, it was very exciting to see that on the screen in the Guardians font. I was just like, I was excited by that, and also like, why? Yeah, like just let him be done. Yeah, <laughs> like I well, it's just, they got they got to keep those characters, money. bro. That's the thing. The, yeah. They got to keep at least the, one of them. And all the other ones are just totally done. And so Chris Pratt, you know, he doesn't have to do makeup or anything. It's like he can show up and half-ass like one role in a small Avengers thing, whatever. Or they, or the they might give him a bigger role. Like so. Marvel Studios to me. Yeah, that was like which the was first fine. time in the movie yeah. that I was like, okay, Marvel's driving again. Yep. You know, yep. which if the first thing, the first time that I think that is, <laughs> is after, after very, second, very yeah, post credit like, scene. Yeah, that's okay with me, but. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I'm fine with. I, I love Chris Pratt as Star Lord. So I, I hope yeah, they. No, I hope he's utilized well in whatever capacity. I don't know if he will be an Avenger. That's just what makes the most sense, because um, sure. he's back on Earth. And um, so yeah, it'll be very interesting to see kind of what they do with him from there. And then the other characters will probably be referenced but not seen again. Yeah. And I'm totally fine with that. Um, going back to music really quick, Adam Warlock liking King Crimson in that after credit scene just filled me with all kinds of love. So I love King Crimson. And I was just like, you know what? That feels very Adam Warlock to me. Yeah. <laughs> like that was great. Um, can we talk about Adam Warlock just for a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Before we're, cause yeah. I know that we're trying to wrap up, but um, Adam Warlock to me was like the most underwhelming part of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just cause I was like, I feel like he was kind of a big part of, like, not even necessarily promotional material, but, like, hype material yep. going into this movie. Because he was the after credit scene for, for the Volume second one, yeah. It was like, we're building to Adam Warlock. And then he was, like, a small part of a couple of scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It felt to me, at least, like, um, there was more to him in this movie, like, in the script that ended up getting cut out in favor of focusing more on the the Guardians themselves. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It was just kind of weird. Yeah. His inclusion did not feel necessary. Comics God. Mm -hmm. Like, Adam Warlock is like this basically like a Christ figure in the Infinity Gauntlet um, storyline to have him just kind of show up and be like weird kind of frustrating antagonist at the very beginning and then kind of silly goofball for the rest of the times that he showed up. It was just weird. Yeah. It did feel a little bit out of place, but I didn't, I was fine with it. Like he was, he was totally unnecessary inclusion and maybe like a little bit disappointed, but but I didn't really care that much about the character in the first watch, at least because I wasn't like, that wasn't why I was there. I was there to see the other guardians. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I could see him 
showing up maybe independent of the Guardians too, but I don't know how they would do that yeah. since he's like a new Guardian. So I don't think they need right. to though. And he's also like Captain Marvel level, just Goku. Yeah. Like powerful. If he's there, the fight is yeah. over. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know. <laughs> so. So yeah, I, I think as far as guest funny people. Nathan Fillion took the cake for me. Oh, so funny. <laughs> that whole, his whole one joke was just so yeah. funny. And they just like, drove it the, into the <laughs> ground. I love it. I've got a, I've got a guy like that. I got like, and it's just, he just, he, it's like he's looking for excuses to bring it up. It's like just, barely yeah, he just wants to context, talk about how his like, <laughs> He's just like, oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> and the setup for it of that, like that conversation where it's like, uh, no, I just made that up. I thought you said something else. Like, we've all ben, been on both sides oh, yeah, of that yeah, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to get along with the cool guy, or yeah. you try and make fun of to someone just that you just up. lied to fit in. <laughs> like, I, I thought you said something else. I thought you said something else. Yeah, that was really effective. It was great. So funny. So, so good. Yeah, they had a lot of actually really good running jokes in this, mm-hmm. and, and that was fun. Like, the did it look cool? That was yeah. a fun one, you know? Mantis falling on her head every time. Yeah. Like, it just made it a very enjoyable experience. For sure. Yeah. What a good it, time. For a pretty long movie, I was wanting more, even. Like, yeah, I, did I did not, not feel, feel as it. long as it was. No, not at all. I watched Bo is Afraid, which did feel as long as it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go to that, uh, like, this weekend, I think, once, I, once my Mega Pass renews. Nice. I'll be curious to see what you think about it. But, um, you know how I am. I go to movies wanting to like them, and if it's an artsy movie, I'll just pretend I understand it and like it. <laughs> that's so, like, that's I could, exactly I could what this one is going to yeah. be like. <laughs> I, I could write my review right now. I'm I'm almost <laughs> sure of it. A week before Four and half watching stars, it. Was, loved four and it. And it was beautiful stars. to look at. Joaquin Phoenix is an amazing actor. Four that's stars. My, that's my review yeah. of those. It's so fresh to see a... a director tell his story or yeah. like a story that is so unique yeah so obviously personal <laughs> never knew what the next scene was gonna have so and... <laughs> clearly personal that he kept the story withheld from us even by the end of the movie <laughs> even by the end of it all. yeah it's oh, uh man. i'm excited for it i know that it's gonna be just this whole art house hoity-toity ridiculous Probably kind of self-serving, just whatever. I don't care. I think I'm going to like it. Yeah. But we're not talking about Bo is Afraid. We're talking about yeah. the end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Guardians. <laughs> yeah, there's no more. I will say, honestly, since Endgame. It's the end for since me. Since Endgame, this and Spider-Man are the only two that have been great. Like, truly great, movies-wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. I even I think... like the first two acts of Shang-Chi. Yeah, first two acts of Shang-Chi were great. Third act, awesome. I'm pretty weak though. Third act, third act yeah. is just yeah, it's where it drags it's blown down. over. Um, also, we got to reference, but the even fact then, like the Shang Chi versus his dad amazing. was sweet. Yeah, it was literally just like the all dragon of that thing in Act was... Three. Excellent. That, there's another example. Doesn't have to be blown out of proportion. Yep. Just, yeah, make, just it a, make it a uh, self-contained just let him little fight thing. His dad. Intimate, yeah, intimate story. Um, what, we got to reference the fact that this was a good movie, and I will not have to return to school uh, to do finance. Because that was that something was we talked about when we talked about, I don't even remember what episode we talked about that on. It's probably James. Probably James. I think it was, but it was basically the idea that if you didn't listen to that episode, if this movie was bad, I watched it the same night as my graduation. I went from graduation to this, basically, to this movie. And if this movie was bad, because I majored in film, I would have to return to school and major in finance. And right. because it was good, I don't have to do that anymore. So I'm very, awesome, I'm very happy that I can continue trying to do film stuff and not uh, have to worry about, you know, doing this whole thing. But I'm happy for you, dude. I'm really yeah, happy for me you. Me too. Me too. So, I, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, we'll I'm just, very uh, burned out of school. I would not love having to go back to do another uh, two years. So of finance. <laughs> of finance. Um, and so, I, I was burned out of Marvel. And now yeah, you are will, as soon as I watch the next thing that comes. The Marvels. Up, the Marvels. This gave me a, a little bit of hope. Yeah. And yeah. then the next thing is I'm just gonna. Yeah. Go, right, <laughs> okay. Never, never mind, mind yeah. about that. Never mind about that. Um. But yeah. So now I guess the next step for all of us is just write some more. Please do not sketches. Right. That is the next step. Very cool. Yeah. Um. Next week, let's do Better Call Saul. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys can look forward to <laughs> sure. Better Call Saul. Who are listening, yeah. if you care about that. 
the whole show because Jared just watched it because it's on Netflix now. Yeah, Hey-o. we're giving you a a week notice to watch. To go, go and, and watch, watch all of six it. seasons of Better Call Well, Saul. if you haven't watched season six yet because you haven't been able to stream it, here's your PSA that it's available to stream on Netflix. Season six yes. is now available. So you can do that. Very excited to talk about and it. And it was, you know, we'll talk about it next week. So And it, we might also feature a brief Niall Thorley review of Bo is Afraid. So. Yeah, we might do that. We also <laughs> might feature a brief cameo from Bob Odenkirk, friend of the podcast. So Yes, friend of the podcast. Keep your eyes peeled yes. for that. He might show up. He's been wishy-washy. He's been, he's been wishy-washy, we'll but we say. think if we push yeah. just a little bit harder, we think we can get him. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. Cool. But until then, have a good man cave. We'll see man you on cave. another man cave movie Not, night yeah, Monday. Yeah, that's what it is.